Welcome to 30 Days of Marketing Mavens. 30 days, 30 experts, 30 marketing niches. Brought to you by Profit Master Business Solutions. More leads, more sales, and more revenue for your small or medium-sized business. Click findnewrevenue.com to learn more. Now here's your host, Howard Walpoff. Welcome back to 30 Days of Marketing Mavens. I'm Howard Walpuff, your host. Thank you so much again for joining us. There's so much information that I'm so happy to share with you and really look forward to hearing more about what you've been enjoying and learning from uh, the, uh, the entire series. Uh, this is again brought to you by Profit Master Business Solutions. And um, today I'm very excited to have Stephen Sumner with us today. He is an expert with working with, with companies and, and, and e-marketing. And um, he also has a really good handle on trying to find different ways to uh, find uh, advertising for your, uh, your business, your product, uh, some ways that uh, might uh, be, be more enjoyable on the, uh, the, the budget and the wallets. So uh, I look forward to this conversation. So uh, Stephen, welcome to the conversation. Thank you so much for joining us. Well, listen, thanks for the invite. Really great to, uh, to be here. And I'm pretty sure I'm in a really good company with the rest of your interviewers. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's definitely been an amazing uh, journey that we're having and uh, really much looking forward to uh, everything you're going to add to us today. So tell me, how did you get started in marketing? It's really something that I'm starting with a conversation with everyone. Okay, so um, I'm sort of been around in um, traditional retailing. Um, back in the day, traditional retailing was just the physical store that we went to um, uh, for quite some time. And in the mid-90s, I got involved in what is now known as multi-channel retailing, which effectively meant at the dawn of the internet for e-commerce, I was involved at that stage. Um, I realized that um, the dynamics associated with that medium required a little bit more of a detailed approach than traditional retailing, which was, we've got this offer, this is on promotion, put a poster in the window or or maybe dress the windows up a little bit more. And, uh, and the fact that the internet, and e-commerce in particular, uh, just provided me with a huge opportunity to really sort of understand. The one thing that I do know drives uh, changes in any industry, which is changes in consumer behavior. Uh, and so I, I, I really sort of gripped me. I spent a lot of time uh, getting involved in the industry in the very, very early days of, uh, of e-commerce. Um, and as a result of all of that, I learned an awful lot of uh, what not to do. Um, and clearly, you learn an awful lot of the things that you do need to do. But the one thing I don't think anybody's been prepared for is the dynamic way businesses change today as a result of that ability for uh, the internet in particular, to um, change, innovate, destroy, build all kinds of, uh, of different businesses. And it's, it's interesting that we sit here some uh, 22 years later, having exited the 20th century um, uh, into the 21st century, and there are still lots of very big box retailers, particularly within Europe, and the US, I would argue, because you see it in the headlines, who seem to carry 20th century mindset for retailing into the 21st century when, you know, what was is no more. 
So um, I really sort of got started in uh, in serious marketing, I think, by a, a real sort of kick in the pants from understanding how dynamically consumer behavior today can um, uh, create risk or opportunities for all kinds of businesses. And I'm a guy that tends to look at the opportunity side and be mindful of where the risk is coming from. So I spend a lot of my marketing time looking at future, but with a very, very firm grasp on where businesses are today. I work with them to help um, understand how, how consumers would choose their brand over a competitor's. And I also then work out with those companies how to better leverage what it is that they do, why they do it, and why consumers should choose to shop with them over somebody else. I think it's important that the, the role that you play, there, there's so many different types of businesses who, who try to figure certain pieces out by themselves. And yeah. it really creates more bumps in the road. Sometimes they do very well, but, some, but most of the time, they, they, there's so many moving parts and pieces that they do really need an expert like you to help guide them and, and create the path to, uh, to financial success. Yeah, I mean, I think it's a little bit like if you, uh, you know, I, I don't want to sort of raise the coronavirus uh, issue for the sake of it, but um, if you go to your, uh, your uh, doctors, um, they're more or less their general practitioners. So they've got a very broad understanding of, uh, of medical conditions. Um, but if you've got a specific medical condition, then um, your, if your doctor is as good as uh, you would hope, they would refer you on to a specialist. Uh, and I think that where I play my part is, look, is that I've got a fairly good general understanding of the industry overall across each of the channels. But I'm very, very focused on the sort of brand growth and the uh, dynamics associated with marketing in what is a changing uh, um, uh, environment today as a result of the internet. I think that's a very strong analogy that many businesses don't really assess. The, the, the medical world really has a lot of defined experts that, uh, that, that are, are focused on and you, you know that you can go to and thankfully doctors will refer you to them without trying to handle everything by themselves. Within business, a lot of times um, within the organizations, they'll think that someone understands marketing so they can, cover, they can really understand the e-commerce needs of the business or the, the social media needs of the business. But sometimes you do need that expert in there, whether it's an internal hire or an external um, advisor or consultant to come in to make sure that you are doing the right things and, and having the right information to, uh, to, to make sure that everything uh, runs the right way. Yeah, I mean, I, absolutely. And you just um, used one word there where I certainly know that it is changing what used to be to where we're going to, which is the word social. Um, and, you know, today, we've, what have what we got? Seven and a half billion people on the planet. 3.8 billion of those people are on some social network or another. Um, you know, in the UK, I read a, a stat recently that we've got a population of 65 million people, yet we've got 72 million people who are connected to some mobile device or another, uh, which clearly shows you that, you know, apart from car, uh, uh, families having two or three cars these days, uh, families also maybe have two or three uh, mobiles. Some people have a personal one, some people have a business one. So um, social media in particular 
is probably uh, in a position today where if you thought that e-commerce upset um, certain sectors of the industry within my world, which is retailing, then social media has already started to become the serious, uh, serious player for businesses and businesses that still like to think that it's a way to use tactics. And, you know, you hand over the voice of the business to the, the guy with the beard or the girl with the tattoo because they understand what social media is all about. Then you're heading down a really sort of uh, um, tricky path. Um, the reality is that you need to have social media as a strategic mindset and, and work out how to best leverage it to unleash opportunities for you, uh, how to mitigate risks against your nearest competitor who may or may not understand that medium better than you and how do you, you go about it. But, you know, I'll come back to the numbers. Um, you know, 3.8 billion people on the planet and they're all on some kind of free-to-use, free-to-access social media platform. And at no time in history has business been able to access what people are uh, uh, talking about, or what their uh, hobbies are, what their interests are. Um, but we're stuck in this 20th century mindset where we still believe that just going on to social media is all about simply putting paid adverts on there. And I'm not saying that that is wrong. What I'm saying is that, you know, it's a mindset from the 20th century uh, and virtually all of the empirical evidence that's coming out today tells us that consumers are not happy with a lot of those digital intrusions. If they were, we wouldn't be seeing the rise of ad blockers. We wouldn't be seeing the rise of uh, the innovation that TiVo gave us all those years ago, which was the ability mm -hmm. to skip those ads. And over in Europe, you know, we've got uh, the introduction last year of GDPR, which is effectively killing call center activity and the majority of uh, intrusive outbound stuff. Uh, and, uh, and I believe that the same sort of thing is happening over in, um, in California. So that landscape has changed. And if you don't really, as a business, understand how to utilize um, social media uh, in a strategic way, uh, uh, chances are you're actually going to miss out on a, on a huge wave of change that's actually going to hit you and your uh, balance sheet um, uh, uh, way down the road. These changes are happening now. By the time it's hit the balance sheet in your business, you, it, it's game over. And we see a lot of those uh, real strong name companies that are, that are closing locations and shutting down, uh, the, the shutting down operations altogether and filing for bankruptcy. So you really have to watch what's going on and utilize the, the right strategies like you're suggesting to get ahead of the game instead of behind the game. Now, you yep. also mentioned that you, there are new strategies to find ways to advertise that uh, for, really for free, not, not, uh, not spending money, but obviously spending uh, time and effort to really help your, your business strategically. What, what kind of suggestions do you have for companies? So uh, uh, there's a number of them, but I'm going to focus on, on one, really, um, that hopefully uh, will resonate with the audience, will give them something that they can do immediately, and also that they can measure. Um, but one, before I do that, I want to say that one of the things I do believe in is, and my analogy is, I wouldn't turn the light bulb out to light a candle. And what I mean is, 
that if you've got an advertising strategy that's working and delivering, I am not advocating that you turn that light bulb out in order to turn another one on. What I'm talking about is doing stuff in parallel up to the point uh, that the benefit of one outweighs the cost of the other. So um, from a social media perspective, um, and if you want to really sort of use somebody to benchmark off the back of this, go and find a guy called Bernard Looney, L-O-O-N-E-Y. He's the CEO of BP, huge global conglomerate. Now, Bernard um, is a real advocate of social media, and he's on every platform that there is. And he's the guy that gets the fact that social media um, is a term that's been defined by the advertising industry. Prior to that, they were social networks in the same way that we might go to business network events or, or so on. They're just networks. Uh, social media carried the advertising mentality from the 20th century to the 21st century, and we've already covered that. What Bernard's done is he's taken a view that BP clearly have to take a, a stronger position around um, uh, the environment, the fact that uh, uh, there's a lot of uh, products that BP do produce that are polluting the atmosphere, uh, and it's not really renewable energy um, that they can continue to, uh, to promote. So they've got an agenda around sustainability, uh, environmental issues, and Bernard's leading the way as a CEO, who I really do think is, uh, is a great ex example. And what he does is he doesn't promote the corporate message. He doesn't sort of talk about the stuff that you and I really don't believe anyway, because it's been signed off by the brand police, and you know, it's all very polished and so on. Bernard's very authentic. And as he's authentic, he's empowering his teams to do the same sort of thing. Um, and what he's saying to his teams is, look, you know, everybody in my organization, uh, I might be the leader at the moment of that organization, but every single person in this industry and in BP have got their own story to tell. It doesn't matter whether you're in procurement, whether you're in the retail side of BP, whether you're on a, uh, an oil rig that's drilling for oil, whatever job you're, whether you're in the finance team, whether you're in the human resources team, everybody in BP have got a story to tell from their perspective. And if they were sat in a bar having a beer or a glass of wine and somebody says, you know, um, so where do you work or work at BP? Oh God, those are the guys that are polluted. Yeah, well they are, but actually here's what the sort of things that we're doing. That tends to be a little bit more authentic and people tend to buy into that sort of stuff in the same way that uh, socially, we all share conversations and we'll share stories and jokes and various other things. And, you know, not everybody relates to you. That's life. Uh, and the right ones that are happy to socialize with you will hang around and will listen to more of your stories and, and you'll reciprocate. So uh, I have a view that um, if we can get people to think about social media in a social way, rather than just trying to carry this sort of intrusive advertising. Uh, message constantly there's a huge untapped opportunity that every business regardless of how big or how small you are you don't have to be bp you can still have you know five or ten people in your business the same principles will apply what i wanted to do and just before we did this uh, this conversation uh howard what i did was i, I went and had a look at and i'm not going to name names 
I went and had a look at a fairly sizable um, business, a global business, let's say. Okay. Um, and, and I looked at some of the things that they're doing from a social media perspective. And what can we learn from that? And how can we leverage some value uh, for every single organization? And it comes back to the same approach that Bernard Looney is uh, uh, taking over at BP. And if you do this right, with the right training, um, with the right guidance, with the right support, um, it will unleash a superpower um, for you that will make you think twice about how much money you are spending on advertising downstream. Uh, with my caveat that you don't turn the light out to turn a candle on. Um, so in the same way that you would train your staff to do certain parts of the jobs, health and safety, uh, you might uh, um, teach them about some of the other employment rules. The same sort of um, process applies here. So let's have a look at a sample company. It is a real company, but for obvious reasons, I'm not going to name names. So this company have got 74,000 employees um, that we can find uh, and evidence. Um, I looked at just one of the channels that they're operating in, in so-called social media, which is Twitter. Uh, and when I look at Twitter, I'm, wow, it's pretty amazing. They've got over 385,000 followers on Twitter, uh, which is pretty good. That's, you know, I think we'd all be quite happy for those numbers. Um, but then I looked a little bit deeper. They've got all those followers, and their last tweet was in February 2018. Now, as we're doing this video, this is February 2020 and by the time it goes out it'll be out in March um, February 2018 now that really tells me that not a great deal is taking place strategically from a social media perspective of course there's lots of promoted uh, tweets you know this is our next offer how great are we we're sponsoring this program or we're doing lots and lots of things about them yeah, but very little that you and me can relate to. Well, that's great for you guys, but you know, there's no boring, more boring a conversation than somebody who drones on about themselves all the time. So let's take a look at what we could do to leverage value out of those employees using and taking a lead uh, that Bernard Looney, the CEO of BP, has done and apply the same principle. And as I say, regardless of the size of your business, um, the, uh, the opportunity remains. What if out of those 74,000 people we could activate, and when I say activate, I mean train how to uh, create stories, how to promote those stories, how to make them authentic on social media. Uh, and let's say that 10% of that workforce has got just 100 followers apiece. That's all you need. That's a low number for social media, 100 followers. Well, that's 740,000 additional first-degree contacts that you can access. People who are prepared to listen to people that they already know, providing it's authentic. Now, that's huge. Let's take it up a notch. Let's now say, well, what about if we activated just 30% of that workforce? That, and they all had 500 followers a piece if you do the maths don't get the calculator out now guys do it afterwards but if you do the math that would equate to 
over 11 million different people who are already connected to employees in your workforce. So they're more likely to listen, probably more likely to trust them, and they're probably more likely to take on board some of the things that said, now that is advertising that you can't buy because it's genuine, it's authentic, it's relatable, and it's got a hell of a lot of trust associated with it. But the trick is to make sure, like Bob, uh, sorry, like Bernard, that these messages are authentic and it's not just spewing out the corporate messages that the brand police have signed off and allowed us to do. That's a big, brave step for businesses. Uh, but this is the direction of travel that people who really do have a strategic agenda uh, with their social media uh, opportunity can really tap into. So employee advocacy, I believe, is a huge untapped superpower that every single business around the globe can tap into because we have already volunteered and put our hands up because we're on those social media platforms already. And it's just about making sure that we listen to what people are saying. Because businesses have a tendency to forget to do that. They only start to do it when things go wrong. Uh, we engage. So when people are making those conversations, real people are engaging and joining in and giving a, a sense of perspective. Um, but above all, we allow people and trust people to be able to tell their story about the business in their way, uh, of course, within a, uh, a managed, uh, trained um, framework. And, uh, and I do believe that that is probably uh, the direction of trouble where most businesses are going to today once they wake up and, and actually smell the digital coffee um, is something that they won't go back to. And it's, it's such a valuable concept that really, in some ways, is right out there for every company to, to do, but no one really, not, very few take the time to do it. And there's an added value to it that you, you, you are um, you're showing your employees their value by having them participate in marketing the company in this way. And that goes a long way to having a very happy employee who's going to perform more for the company. Yeah. And it's about putting the trust in the interview process that made you employ that person in the first place. True. And, uh, you know, and people, uh, that we speak to particularly when I go into large businesses, it's the thing that terrifies the people at, uh, at board level, you know, the leadership team. And actually, the leadership team at times when I've been in have got even less followers than a lot of the employees because they're not as active as they should be on social media. And a lot of the times, you know, it's a question of, well, don't do what I do, do as I say. And, uh, and, and like uh, Bernard at BP, you know, he's leading the way by example. Uh, you can find him. He's on every social channel that there is. And, you know, it's not polished video and it's not you know, polished pictures and so on. There's just all sorts about Bernard telling you, meeting people, going to places, and just really trying to convey the message that, look, guys, we know we've been guilty in the past. We're cleaning up our acts and we're helping doing our bit to clean the environment and the future for you and uh, your kids and your grandchildren. And, and I just think it's a great way forward. And, uh, you know, I really do uh, hope people will uh, embrace it, trust their employees, and, um, 
and sort of look to move the business forward because social media isn't going away. And while this is a monumental task, but incredible outcome for a large corporation and company, even a small business can implement this and it could be very fun and creative the way they do it as well and really endearing to those that are following these stories and you do it on a, on a regular basis. You can even serialize them in some way um, since you only had dealing with four or five people that some recurring uh, concepts are coming up in what, what you're sharing and uh, it, it's, uh, people get, get uh, latched onto that and want to see and hear more. Yeah, I mean, it's a multiplier effect uh, principle. So uh, clearly what you're looking to do is tap into um, your employees' uh, social networks. And, and that's why we, we, you know, we suggest that it has to be done in the right way with the right people who do the training. Yes. Um, but it's a low-cost, no-cost um, uh, strategy to your business. And yeah, sure, it's never going to be right to start off with. But, you know, as you improve, as with anything, uh, you know, in advertising land, we both know that you test, you refine, and then you go and do the same stuff again. Well, you know, if, even if you've only got five employees and each of them write one story a week and you put that out for five days a week, that's free advertising. No cost. Exactly. And, and, and really incredible advertising. And so, Stephen, thank you again. This is really some amazing concepts for, for companies who probably will hear this and say, why didn't I think of that? Well, this is a, this is a, a resource that's right here that can, again, agreeing, not taking away from anything they're doing with their current advertising campaigns, but if developed the right way, could change the way they budget uh, in uh, the year two, year three as they, as they go forward with this and really take on and develop something. So, so I really appreciate you sharing this with, with us, with me. I'm, again, I say in these interviews, I'm a sponge. I love soaking in all this information that people are, uh, are sharing with me. But what is a good way for people to find out more? If they, they want to learn more about, uh, about you and, and, and the resources that, that you have, what's the best way for people to contact you? So I'm on LinkedIn, Stephen Sumner uh, forward slash chief changemaker. Um, or my website, which is Stephen with a PH, Stephen Sumner, all, all one word, uh, Sumner, S-U-M-N-E-R, and you'll probably have it on your, uh, uh, on your um, program anyway, mm -hmm. uh, stephensumner.net. All of the information is on there. Uh, it's been fantastic, Howard. I really appreciate uh, the invite. I hope it's been of, uh, of interest to your audience, and I really do. Look forward to seeing more and more businesses put a lot of trust into their employees and, and unleash that superpower of employee uh, advocacy. Well, thank you. Really, thank you for joining us and, and, uh, and for really everything you shared. I think this is fantastic for people to take away and utilize, even individually with, with things they do with social media, but definitely for their company and, and, uh, and, and growing this type of concept exponentially. So thank you for joining us. Thank you. And everyone, thank you for joining us again. This is amazing. I really hope that you take this and try to start to implement it, uh, come up with a strategy first, and then, uh, then start working the pieces in because this really can help your business get more personal with, uh, with those that you're, uh, you're trying to speak to. So take this in. Go out. Have a great day today, and we will see you next time.